A very quick announcement before we start this episode. In two weeks, I will be giving an amazing masterclass. I'm actually very, very excited to bring this masterclass to you because we will be talking about feminine alignment for magic and wealth. So if you're tired of hustling, you want to attract more wealth in your business, you want to use your intuition, you want to be magnetic, you want to have amazing opportunities that are going to help you thrive in your business and in your life, then really this masterclass is for you. And as always, I will not be holding back anything. I will be giving you all my teachings, all my love and all my support so that you can really manifest more magic and more wealth into your life. So if you feel called to join me, sign up with the link in the bio. It's 2nd of September at 12 p.m. EST. I'm really excited to see you there. And now let's listen to the episode. Good morning, my sunshines. So today, trigger alert. I think we're going to talk about a topic that's going to know you, inspire you, who knows how you're going to react to this. But I think it's important to address a topic that for a lot of people, these two things don't go together. How about being spiritual and wealthy? For a lot of people, when you are spiritual, well, you share your gifts with the world and these gifts are natural to you. They come easily to you. So why? Would you charge someone for that if it's easy for you, right? And then there's also the idea that when you're wealthy, you're materialistic. And so if you're materialistic, then you're in the matter and not connected to the spiritual world, which is more volatile. Well, I completely disagree with these two statements, truly. Because, because of a lot of reasons and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> um, but I really think that it's time to change these two beliefs for your highest good and the highest good of this planet. Because if all spiritual people were wealthy, imagine what they would do with their money. Imagine how they would spend it. Maybe all spiritual people wouldn't spend it on buying a Ferrari and a Maserati and a Lamborghini, but instead they would build schools for cities where they have less support from the governments or they would, I don't know, use their money to serve the world and help others, right? Because spiritual people are usually more heart-centered. So about that, I think it's important to start with a definition of what a spiritual person is and what a wealthy person is. A spiritual person is a person that is seeking unity. It's a person that wants to go back to feeling at one with source. And because when you feel at one, You feel that connection, you feel good, you feel joyful, you feel happy. Being spiritual doesn't just mean feeling good. Because sometimes on the path of getting into that connection and unity, you're going to stumble on a few experiences and you're going to be facing your own limits. And that's uncomfortable. So the journey to experiencing that unity can be uncomfortable. But once you're experiencing it, it's beautiful. 
and you are remembering that you are love and you experience love in everything that you do. The definition of wealthy people, on the other hand, it's simply people that have a lot of resources and a lot of assets. Here and there, money, houses, properties. So there is a material side to it. But I want to bring you a bit deeper in the idea that the judgment that you're going to have about wealthy people is going to experience a lot your own wealth. Because like my teacher always says, Makosi, you cannot have what you demonize. If you demonize wealth because you believe that wealthy people are arrogant, superficial, manipulators and don't have good intentions, then you're never going to have a lot of money. And there might be wealthy people that are arrogant and superficial, but there are also wealthy people that are open-hearted, that want to make a change with their money, that are not per se buying a bigger house. We all know about Warren Buffett that still lives in the same house he had 50 years ago. Maybe not 50, 40, 13. <laughs> I should check my numbers, but you get the point. He didn't move. He didn't change his lifestyle. He made a lot of money, but he's still the same. And it's important to fact check um, your beliefs. Is it true that every person that has wealth is superficial and arrogant, if that's what you believe about wealthy people? That's also why I'm here opening this discussion, because it's difficult to think about a lot of women that are wealthy and spiritual and authentic, and doing good with their money. I've set myself the mission that I wanted to be part of them because I truly believe that it is possible to be wealthy and spiritual and that we should actually be wealthy and spiritual. So let's talk about examples of women that are like that. Well, you have Gwyneth Paltrow. For me, she is the example of someone that's spiritual, wealthy, but also doing a difference with her money. You probably know her as an actress, but she also uses her money to create amazing Netflix shows that are going to raise the consciousness and open the minds of people. And she's very creative and she has foundations and she really uses her money to make the world a better place in her own unique way. Try to take a moment for yourself and to go through a list of people that are like that. You can also think of Michelle Obama, Julia Roberts, um, there's Russell Crowe in Australia as well that has a lot of money because he's a super successful um, actor, but he still lives in his ranch in Australia and doesn't care about Hollywood and LA and fancy parties. He's still very much himself. So look up some people because this is going to show you that you can absolutely be wealthy and spiritual and that it's a belief that is limiting you if you think that because you're spiritual you shouldn't charge high prices or you shouldn't be wealthy. I'm going to give you two reasons why you should be wealthy. Reason number one, nature is wealthy. Nature is abundant. Just look outside. How many trees are growing? How many birds are flying? Because of our 
human clumsiness, I'm going to be diplomatic and say it that way, we have destroyed a bit of nature, a lot of nature actually. And so nature might not be as abundant as it used to be. But if we took all humans out of nature and we allowed nature to just do its magic, it would be super, super, super abundant. I love the example of the mango tree. Do you know how many mangoes a mango tree produces every year? It's going to produce more and more mangoes year after year. The more it grows, it goes from the stage of a tiny little mango tree to the adulthood of a mango tree. But when a mango tree is an adult, it produces 500 mangoes a year. 500 mangoes. That's a lot of mangoes. Could you eat 500 mangoes a year? I think that's more than enough for a family, right? And that's wealth. It's having more than enough. And nature is wealthy. So we are nature, especially as feminine essence being. When we connect with our intuition and with source, we remember that we are nature. We are part of this whole. We're not disconnected from nature. We have forgotten that because we live in cities and we're surrounded by concrete and electricity and everything. But truly, we come from nature and to nature we go back. We are nature. And nature, it's the feminine energy. It's Mother Earth. And you know what's interesting? Mother Earth has the same etymological roots as the word matter. Materialistic. So when you are materialistic, when you have things, you can absolutely be in your feminine energy. You are in your feminine energy. It's, it's the mother, it's the grounding. And you need stuff, you need a roof, you need a laptop and a microphone to be talking to you and sharing your knowledge and your teachings and your wisdom, whatever it is you want to share. So... The idea that having things and a lot of things is bad, that's just a judgment. And you can let go of that judgment. You should let go of that judgment if you want to experience more wealth. If you think that the more you're going to accumulate things and that that is going to distract you, that's your choice and that's also possible. But I do believe that in the way we manage our wealth and the things that we have, um, is going to impact our well-being. And it's not because we have a lot of things that we are feeling less spiritual or distracted and disconnected. It's the way we handle them. It's the way we cope with them. Let's not blame the things that we have, but the way we react to them. We are responsible of our own emotions. So you can absolutely have a lot of things and enjoy these things and be spiritual. The second reason why I think you should be wealthy and have high prices to allow yourself to be wealthy so that you can serve the world with your money is that when you ask for high prices to your clients, they get a way higher result as well. It's an energetic exchange. Money is just an energetic exchange. Before money even existed, we would trade things. For example, I would trade my gifts for yours and then we would be happy. But maybe I'm not interested in your gifts or maybe you're not interested into mine. Maybe I want to buy the beautiful tea and herbal tea that you make, but you're not interested in my books. 
So how can we exchange things if we're not interested in each other's services? That's why money came in and it has a very useful purpose. But the problem is the meaning that we give to money um, that's limiting ourselves into having more money. And so the higher prices you're going to set for your products, the more people are going to get amazing results from your products or services. Imagine COVID is over. That would be wonderful, right? We just spent a few lockdowns stuck at home and eating a little bit too much because we are emotional beings. And so sometimes we compensate our emotions with food. We have all put on a bit of weight in these past months, years now. And you want to buy yourself a membership to the gym to lose weight. Well, if that membership is $50 a month, at first you're going to go, you're going to be super motivated, but then you're going to have other reasons to stay at home. Sometimes you're going to be tired or you're going to want to spend time with your kids. And then you're not going to go to the gym as often. And from going four times a week, you're going to go three times a week and then two times a week. And then the next month, without noticing it, you realize you haven't been to the gym at all. And that's because you only paid $50 a month. Because your mind goes, well, if I miss a session, it's all right. If I go every once in a while, it means that a session is five bucks, for example, I'd rather stay at home with my kids instead of losing five bucks because spending time with my kids is worth much more than five bucks, right? But if your membership to the gym was a thousand dollars a month and you wanted to go 10 times a month, for example, it means that every session would be worth a hundred. Would you really miss a session? Would you be ready to miss a session if it's a hundred dollars a month, maybe once if you're really having an amazing opportunity to stay at home or to do something else, but you're going to go the next time. So the more you invest into something, the more results you're going to get from it. Because if you keep forgetting going to the gym because you believe you have better things to do, you're not going to lose that weight. Mm-hmm. But if you pay a high price and you really want to get the return on your investment, you're going to give it your best self. So the results that you're going to get from it are going to be much higher. So when you're doing low prices, you're doing a disfavor to your clients because you're preventing them from getting the best results. And if people are not ready to invest in themselves, then maybe they're not ready to do the work either. They're not valuing themselves as worth of that money right and I would like to go even further in the debate of spirituality and wealth because I actually believe that you should only trust spiritual leaders that are wealthy because if they demonize wealth then it means they still hold judgment on certain things and spirituality It's going to that place of oneness, that place of love for yourself, for others. And that's a place of no judgment. Yeah, I truly believe that. <laughs> so now on the path to being wealthy, you're going to have to let go of your own blocks and your own judgments and realizing that you do want money. It took me a lot of time to realize that I wanted money. I was demonizing it myself. 
In my own experience, money was the source of conflict, the source of arrogance, the source of superficiality, um, and it really had a bad energy. But now I see money as that beautiful goddess that's dressed in white and gold, that's the essence of Mother Earth, and that just wants to shower me with whatever I want so that I can shower others. Because money has to flow. If you keep your money for yourself, you're also blocking the flow of energy. You receive money, but you spend money so that someone else can receive money. You see, it's, it's a circle. It's ongoing. And we are part of that circle. So in order to have money flow healthily amongst all of us, Well, you need to start with yourself and letting go of all your limiting beliefs and opening yourself to receiving so that you can have money coming in. So not demonizing money, obviously. And then spending money and being happy to pay others because then they're going to spend their money and support others and it's a ripple effect. Who knows how far it can go. So if you want to identify the blocks that you have about money and you want to let go of these, I would invite you to start with asking yourself, what do I believe about wealthy people? What is my story with money? And is this story true? Are these beliefs true? Fact check them and try to find proof that there's another way of handling money. And you can absolutely be wealthy and spiritual and it's not just that you can be wealthy and spiritual you should be wealthy and spiritual because if all the money of the world goes into the hands of the people that are the most spiritual like i said they would do amazing things with it and it's even crazy that we have to have this conversation because We are naturally spiritual and wealthy. But we've disconnected from that truth. We are spiritual because we are spiritual beings having a human experience. We are connected to the divine, the invisible, to each other. We are pure energy. Energy, spirituality, love, these are all synonyms. You are a spiritual being. You've just forgotten it. Or maybe not if you're listening to this podcast. And you're also naturally wealthy and abundant and prosperous. Because you come from nature and nature you are. So naturally, you are spiritual and wealthy. But because of all the conditions, conditionings you've been through in your life, you've forgotten that you are spiritual and you've forgotten that you were wealthy and could be wealthy and have everything that you desire. You didn't come here on this planet to have a miserable experience. No, you came here to learn, you came here to grow, you came here to heal, but mostly you came here to understand that you were love and you understand that through loving yourself and loving others. And once you're in that flow of love, it's fun, it's abundant. It's joyful. It's 
all about connecting with others and enjoying life. Actually, being wealthy and having a lot of assets is maybe the most spiritual way of living life. Because this beautiful laptop that I'm talking to and this beautiful microphone that I'm recording my voice to, it came from the idea of someone. Someone had the idea of creating it at first and then designed it and then created it. There's a lot of creativity and craftsmanship and art into these products. And where do you think creativity comes from? Where do you think inspiration comes from? Inspiration, when you look at the root of the word, it's in spirit. Spirit is working through you. Spirit is coming through you. You're inspired. You suddenly have an idea. You don't know where it comes from. You know, I'm doing that movement. If you can see me, that's going from up down to your head. So being creative is super spiritual. And when you create, it's going to help someone else. And that person is then going to buy it. So when you buy something... And if it's very expensive, it means it's a very good quality. It means you're doing a spiritual act of supporting the idea of someone that came from source, that came from spirit. So I want to wrap up this episode just by inviting you to see what triggered you in this episode. What do you agree with and what's annoyed you? Because what's annoyed you just sheds light on the limiting beliefs that you might still have. And if you completely disagree with me, that's fine. But this is my truth. Being wealthy and enjoying life's pleasures and the things that have been created by others is one of the most spiritual ways of living. Thank you so much for listening to me. Go out, make a lot of money, and then use that money to change the world. Take care of yourself and have a beautiful day.